You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankiran Ajla. Now, both the writers and actors are on strike in Hollywood. We talk about what kind of impact this will have on the film industry in British Columbia. We are now speaking to Ellie Harvey, president of the Union of British Columbia Performers, UBCP, and ACTRA. Ellie, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to talk about this issue. I know it's very confusing for most people. It's, it is a lot going on here, so really great to have you here to explain it all to us. Now, I guess before we get into the strike itself, obviously you have two very important titles, two organizations. So can you tell folks yes. who are not familiar with UBCP and ACTRA what they're about? Sure. Okay, about 30 years ago, uh, we were all, uh, the entire country had one contract under ACTRA. But when Stephen J. Cannell came here to do his shows in the, you know, in the 80s, he saw that B.C. labor law said that you only had to deal with unions in B.C. And ACTRA was an association centered in the East. So uh, UBCP ACTRA was born with the help of some producers, lawyers, and teamsters so that uh, the needs of B.C. performers would be front and center because we were emerging as a, a central location for American production. So uh, legal things went on. Now what exists is UBCP ACTRA, which is Union of BC Performers slash ACTRA, which is an autonomous branch of ACTRA National. Every branch now across the country has their own autonomous uh, branch. However, we have our own agreement in BC and the Yukon, which is our we negotiated ourselves, and the rest of the country has their own agreement called the IPA. Ours is the BCMPA. Good to know. And now I want to get your thoughts on these strikes that we're seeing in Hollywood. How are you feeling about it? Well, I mean, I understand the reason for the strikes, and they are absolutely necessary. I mean, when you look at the streamers, for example, you know, Netflix, all the ones that we see the shows on, they're very different from the broadcast and, uh, you know, and film model where uh, you would see residuals based on sales or success of a uh, production. Now what's happening with the streamers especially is they just don't report their sales. They don't report the number of eyeballs on a show. So for example, a show that does really, really well will be compensated in the same way as a show that is not successful. And so it's really thrown the model that SAG had uh, had established uh, for compensating their actors. Now we don't have that model necessarily because we started as a Canadian contract, which is much smaller, and they tap into our Canadian contract. But we've certainly seen advancements in our contract because of the inv- advancements SAG makes. So for us, and certainly in these changing times with streaming and AI, it is crucial that they get these changes now uh, to catch up to the changes that have already happened and are going to happen. And it seems like AI, that's a term that we've been hearing. But can you get into details as to, you know, what are the sure. concerns for actors, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence? Well, it's, it's first of all, it's just kind of smacked us all in the face. Right? Like this uh, with chat GPT and then the, you know, the head of Google AI resigning and all of us, we're all catching up to how rapidly it's being introduced. So for actors, you can see in the, the there was a proposal introduced to SAG the day before their strike. So that's telling that it was held for so long to take a scan of background performers uh pay them for one day's work and own that scan in perpetuity to be used wherever and whenever people want so it it is a concern um and obviously they could not abide by that nor would we we currently have in our agreement language that protects the likeness of our members so uh, we would hope to expand on that with regards to generative ai and how it displaces workers Here's an example with with background. Let's say someone creates background performers, so that those background jobs are replaced. But so are so are the makeup and hair. 
So is maybe we're doing it in front of a blue screen now and not a set. So there's no set deck. There's no builders. There's no painters. Maybe you've got an AI machine using dollying the grip. You've got no grip, dolly grip. Maybe, you know, it's just completely down the line, eliminating jobs. Now, if that's going to be the case, uh, we have to address what's going to happen with all these displaced workers. Um, how are we going to, are we all going to get universal income? Uh, are, is our day's pay going to increase substantially so we can continue to do our jobs and live? So these are huge issues. And, uh, and that's just, uh, you know, SAG and Writers Guild are just scratching the surface of something that's going to impact everyone. Exactly. And, you know, I want to know, especially though this is happening down south, I mean, Canada, US, our entertainment industry is so intertwined and connected in a lot of ways. So how will this impact, you know, North Hollywood? Okay, so right now we have five productions in town. Normally, this time of year, we have 50. Uh, those productions are not uh, AMPTP, which is the American producers. They're Canadian producers. So our contract covers both Canadian producers and American. And the issue at SAG and the Writers Guild is their contracts with American producers. Consequently, no American work is coming here. Uh, we do really great stuff. We're really proud of our castmates. We're really proud of the projects we do here. And those are all on hold, and we are standing with SAG in our unemployment alongside them, and we understand it and we support it. But it's uh, it's impacting us hugely because not only are, do we have that strike, we also have been locked out by the ICA, which are the commercial producers, and that's been going on for 15 months. It's been going on for 10 years in B.C., but the rest of the country wasn't aware of it, and that fell under the national uh, agreement. So now the whole country is fighting this, and that also has to do with broadcasters, TikTok, AI, Facebook, where you'd normally make a living doing a commercial, they're putting it on digital and paying you pennies for it. So you just can't sustain a career as an actor if we're moving in that direction. So yeah, we're being impacted hugely by no U.S. work in our jurisdiction and also by no commercial work in this jurisdiction. So uh, actors are facing huge challenges for sure. And Ellie, would you say, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I guess since obviously, you know, with our American counterparts, you know, being out of it, maybe there's perhaps some independent projects going on. Do you think this is maybe an opportunity for Canada to think of ways to, you know, help Canadian content thrive? Oh, 100%. But here's the catch, my BC friends. Uh, we do not get our share of the telefilm or Canadian media fund money. It all, the vast majority, the lion's share goes to Ottawa and Quebec. It doesn't come out here. So, and that's largely because the funding bodies, we don't have any Westerners sitting on that board. So the money just gets allocated to the people who have, uh, who have tapped it before. And it, it becomes, you know, like everything in Canadian politics, slightly cronyist. There's some cronyism going on. But we, so we don't have those funding dollars they have out east. We need to find a way, whether it's like through private investment or, you know, some, some kind of, you know, uh, could... I know TELUS has, uh, you know, StoryHive, which is a, they give grants to people to do short films. I mean, we have to find a way to fund it because right now we got amazing casts and crews waiting to work. So uh, it's a great time to invest in Canadian storytellers because, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're perched and ready. And, you know, Ellie, I don't know if you can answer this question, but I sometimes think, especially for us as outsiders who aren't familiar with the acting industry, I think when we think of yeah. actors, we always think of those like A-listers, you know, being the highest paid. And we think, well, you know what? They're doing just fine. But do you know what, like, the average salary for an actor is? You know, it, it, it ranges. Uh, the low end is maybe 12000 The high end is in the 20s for the average performer. Um, it's uh, And that's actually, that's 
BC when we're when we're firing at all pistons and we've got 50 productions in town. And I mean, we have stunt performers and background and puppeteers and dancers and choreographers. And I mean, we have so many different aspects of performers that are uh, connected to our union. Um, and, and we're successful with the Canadian, with the American shows, sorry. But, um, but, but even so, the earnings are relatively low. So, uh, you know, many, many performers have, uh, you know, they supplement their income with other jobs. And um, and certainly there's live performance that a lot of people do as well. But, um, yeah, we're not, you know, we're laborers, we're workers, and we're doing this because we love it. And I think we all learned in COVID that uh, the stories we tell are kind of crucial to uh, to our existence. So uh, so it's important to, to have the acting community and the performance community thrive. And I think that's the thing with the industry, right? Like very successful actors like yourself, like there's just such a big spectrum in the pay. And that was something that was so eye opening for me, too, because something else I was reading about, too, is I always assumed, right, especially when actors are going out to, let's say, promote a film. Obviously, they can't do that with the strike going on. But when they were doing that, I heard that, you know, actors a lot of the time, they have to go and find their own PR company. They have to go and find their own stylist. And I, as an outsider, was kind of looking at this, assuming, oh, they must have like the studio or somebody helps them, you know, with those promotions. But that is not the case. No. And actually, I wasn't saying I'm a well-known actor. I'm saying the irony is I'm a successful actor and nobody knows me. You know, it, it's because we you can be successful here, but it's the degree of success is very different from a star. And you're right. I mean, even the stars, they, they have their own publicists. They have their own social media people. They have their own stylists. Um, you know, I know people here when you do a big part in a movie, you might not even get notification that it's opening anywhere. And if you want to go, it's on your own dime to go. So it's, uh, yeah, it is not, uh, it, it's kind of evolved like everything has, that it's, it used to be the studios took care of everything, but now it's, you know, people with money, it's high tech, it's conglomerates that own things. And a lot of the projects, they just look at the bottom line and once you're done, you're done and they move on to the next. And, you know, Ellie, what's been the mood, especially, you know, just talking to other actors and you're probably coming across writers as well. Like, how are people feeling? Um, I think people are scared and emotional. There's a lot of disinformation on social media. Um, you know, I think I think Trump kind of blew the door open on you know, on that kind of disinformation leading the way and clickbait. And so people are scared and, you know, looking for answers. But at the end of the day, everyone is, is united on knowing that this is an important fight. And, you know, I got to say, Fran Drescher and her team are really uh, have bolstered what the WGA started and they are excellent leaders. They are, you know, these are their projects that they bring to Canada and we are so behind uh, whatever they have to do and however long this goes to see some advancements. And Ellie, do you have any idea how long the strike will go on for? If you could guess or does anybody have an idea? Gosh, you know what? I have no idea. I would love to say, you know, a few weeks, but I, I think it's going to be a long haul. They're, they were very far apart when you looked at the proposals. They're very far apart. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It could be a few months. It could be the fall. It could, you know, gosh, we've been locked out for 15 months on the commercial uh, agreement. I would never have anticipated that. So hard to say. Mm. Ellie, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks very much.
We just spoke to Ellie Harvey, president of the Union of British Columbia Performers, known as UBCP, and ACTRA. We talked about how both writers and actors are on strike in Hollywood, and we talked about what kind of impact this will have on the film industry in British Columbia. I'm in Kiernodula. Stay with us here on Spice Radio, 1200 AM.